Hello and welcome to another episode of your favourite podcaster's favourite podcast, The Vinyl Collective, uh, with your weekly journal on the hip-hop and R&B landscape. I'm your host, John. And I'm your co-host, Topper. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm all right. I'm not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Feels like it's been more than a week. We we both started today thinking, um, you know, it felt, felt like something was a bit off, you know, been more than a week <laughs> since we talked. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. The balance of the force was off, or some shit yeah, like that. Some, something in the in the ether you said. Mm, mm. Yeah. But yeah, <sighs> we're back. We've we've got a we've got a good episode today. We've got some. I feel like we've got a lot to talk about before that. But um, before we get there, uh, I will just shout out our socials. Obviously, you can find us on Twitter at TVC Pod. Mm. Find us on Instagram at Vinyl Collective Pod. Email us vinylcollectivepod at gmail dot com. Um, yeah. Should we we spotlight? I'll do the spotlight quickly. Um, This (laughs) this week, uh, we I picked it this week. We're obviously taking it in turns. Um, So I chose artist called Graft. Um, Before we start, had had you heard of him? Um, I think he was on the rap game. So I think I was loosely. He was indeed. Yeah, yeah, I I loosely heard of him, but I haven't haven't watched the rap game in like a couple of years now. Um, So yeah, he he won the rap game. um, And obviously from that got a, I think it was a single record deal. Mm-hmm. With um with Craps and Conan's label um Play Dirty, um so yeah uh, he won that and then kind of brought out his like big kind of major release this year major release mm-hmm. single which was you know what um he calls it he calls the kind of style and sound um jazz infused drill mm-hmm. um which <coughs> I'll oh, say right. the negative first like <laughs> just put I mean put putting a bit of trumpet on a drill track doesn't make it jazz infused. But I, I see mm-hmm. where you're going. But obviously, this is his first release. Um, I like the concept; that is cool. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure with like more time, if you wanted to kind of develop that idea, then mm-hmm. you know, jazz rap is is very much like a a household name, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. jazz drill. I'm I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, doing a bit yeah. too much there, but fair enough. He's doing a bit <laughs> too much there, but all right. Um, oh. But yeah, very much a like a love letter to Leeds. Um, he kind of says in the song like there was no example in Leeds, and like shouts out a city a lot. Says that kind of the rapping, the kind of like rap community is quite new there. There's not yeah. a lot of um, kind of local legends or anything. Um, so yeah, I heard his live version as well of Hustle and Dream, which was the second song I picked. Um, which is pretty good. Nice kind of like beat switch up. Got some different flows in there. Um, like really emotionally charged when he, he kind of does it live. Um, so yeah, it's, it'd be interesting to see. I don't, I, I never really have any faith with like talent shows <laughs> yes, and actually same. producing artists. Cause like yeah. the X Factor and like the voice, yeah. particularly the voice, man. I don't know anyone that's come from there realistically. That's why I stopped watching it. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. you're conning people. <laughs> like, no, do you know what it is, right? It's just cause <clears> like, the whole, I, the whole stick about these talent shows is like, you're going to be the next superstar and you're going to be, you know, touring mm. the world and gracing all these stages and we'll drop you if you, you know, flop on any single. Yes. Like, that's, that's yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. Habit, it? It's that's like, what they you can, you can rub shoulders with Will <laughs> I Am for four weeks and you can meet all of his best mates and fly out to LA with him. But then like, once the cameras are off, he's like, nah, you're not going to make it. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you always see yeah. them in the news. It's like, yeah, like the record, the record deal kind of fell through due to complications. You're like, yeah, Will I Am just yeah. did not want them. <laughs> No, you know what it is? It's much like um, Hell's Kitchen. So obviously, I think everyone knows yeah, a big fan yeah. of Hell's Kitchen, right? So the whole idea of Hell's Kitchen is that when you win, you're meant to be at a head chef at either a Gordon Ramsay mm-hmm. restaurant 
or a restaurant that Gordon Ramsay is affiliated with, right? And so many times, if you go on like the whole where they are now, yeah. so many of the times, literally more than 50%, the person doesn't get offered the head chef position. <laughs> they get offered like some sort of like executive chef position and people are like, what the fuck, I'm not doing this. Or like, they literally yeah. just get banged out after like six months because they didn't get the mm. job they wanted. Or or sometimes they even just offer them the cash instead. They'd be like, oh, do you want the cash instead, mate? We're not giving yeah, you we'll this pay you to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's just mad. And they never add that caveat yeah. in. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Wasn't it? Yeah. I've only watched the first couple of seasons, but I think even the winner of the first season, right? That mm-hmm. guy turned out not to get the deal. Didn't he have a drug that, problem as well? Yeah, that was, then, that, was, that was kind of fucked, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fuck to it. I'm not going to lie. But like, um, yeah, there's a lot of times where it's just like, um, yeah, if they fail a drug test, like it's not, he's not the only mm. one that failed a drug test or yeah, some just don't get offered it or weird contract negotiate. It's just yeah. really weird. They're like and head chef pretty- at this like restaurant, two star restaurant <laughs> in North yeah. Dakota. You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. like with talent shows exactly like that. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll sign you. It's like a one single record deal. That's it, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I really hope, I really hope this guy takes off. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes next. Um, you can find those two tracks. That was, you know what? And, Hustle and Dream. You can find them both on our Spotlight series playlist on over on Spotify. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Next week, Tops will be picking an artist. I mean, just quickly before we go, I've read an article here. And it says that he chose um, music over playing for Leeds United. Holy mm. shit, that's a, that's a gamble. I don't know if I make that, that gamble, mate, but I mean, boy, you're here now, with it? Especially now but, we're back in the prem. I know, that's what I, was, that's what I was thinking, right? Like, holy shit, that's a, that's a big gamble to make. And even before that, like, work, playing for like a championship team is still like, that's really mm-hmm. good money. You'll still make much more money than you will as a yeah. rapper, probably. <laughs> like, way more, like, yeah. way more. I mean, but, you know, I guess you got to follow your dreams. That's what the story stories say. So, that's what they yeah. tell you. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, man. Right. Before, before we get on to some new releases, mm-hmm. this is the this is the official uh, John Reynolds apology letter to to James Blake. I wasn't I wasn't in the mood when I when I first listened to it, and uh, mm-hmm. Tops is nodding his head because he knows where this is going, and it really hurts me <laughs> that I didn't like it. So I obviously w- went back listened to it a couple more times, um, and I spent a, a Saturday an e- a Saturday evening well spent um, on the sofa in the dark. The lights dimmed, popped it on. And uh, yeah, I heard it in a in a whole new light. Um, so yeah, I yeah, I think it's it's like it's a throwaway compliment, right? To say, oh, you need to be in a certain mood, otherwise you won't really appreciate a particular album yes. because, yes. like, t- you know, top artists are far more than just moods. <laughs> yes. So yes. so it's it's a complete insult to say that, but it holds true in this situation. I wasn't in the mood to take it in, and then I did listen to it a couple more times, and I'm like, yeah, cool, I get it. Like the emotion, I think that I felt wasn't there. Maybe was my my particular mood clouding clouding me being able to take it in. But yeah, it's it's a good album. Um, mm-hmm. Still not particularly sure about the scissor feature, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but generally, yeah, generally speaking, it is good. I really like the bonus track with um, Slow Tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like these on that. Fair. Yeah. I'm still yet to get to it. I don't know what it's been recently. Just like my head just hasn't been in the game. Like you know, I, I get some yeah, periods where yeah. I'm just like. You know, I'm kind of like kind of stuck in a rut. But no, I've definitely listened to that. I've heard a lot of shit about um, Don Toliver's album that came out recently. Yeah. Um, we forgot to shout out as well. Um, Blue's album. Listen to that over the past we week. Holy shit, man. 
yeah so yeah um yeah shout it out now so yeah definitely listen to a bit of that you should definitely check it out if you are a underground fan but yeah that's, that's all i gotta say um there's another release we've got to talk about um a vinyl collective favorite of course um any so she you know she's she's making a breakthrough she's you know she's she's slowly making her waves and she has a song called burning back with odile so just to start this episode off on you know the most tvc-esque way possible right <laughs> I've alluded to it like throughout <clears throat> the episodes over the past maybe calendar year, right? But I'm just gonna say it now so people know where I stand with it. I think, yeah, out of all the up and comers, Any has got to be one of the most overrated artists this year. Like, fuck me. Okay, she dropped Pen Black Girls just about, about a year ago, right? Cool. Is it me or it's like, is any just some sort of like diet Dave at the moment? Like, she's not like some fucking like, I mean, when people talk about Dave Zero. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like, am I just mistaken? Like, people just act like she's like some sort of like in the conversation of, oh, the best rappers doing it right. No, she's not. And that's not a shade to any. Any's brand new. But like, I think people want to put her so high in that conversation. It's like, she's very average at the moment. Like, even her yeah. daily duppy. The whole yep. thing, like, can just be summarized into, oh, you guys are focused on trivial things, not me. I'm focused on the more important things. It's like, okay, how many times have you heard that shit? That's, that's what I call the diet, Dave. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, she, she's not that impactful. She's nowhere near as impactful mm-hmm. as I think people put out to be. But I think it's the same. It's kind of a weird, um, phenomenon where it's like, no one will ever put a woman rapper the best. But when a woman rapper does rap, I, she gets way more leeway. Like, I feel like the average ones get way more props and the really good ones, they kind of just get pulled down to like the mean. It's like, oh, you're, you're just okay. Do you know what I mean? That's how I feel about Eddie. Am I going too far, John? Like, what do you think? No, not at all. I think that's, I think she's definitely suffered from the success of that initial song, Paying Black Girls, which I think, what was it? Just only a week or two ago, it, re- it was a year, right? Yeah. It was a year anniversary of that song. Um, we won't be doing a, a year anniversary review of that. Um, but good song. Um, but yeah, no, she definitely suffered from it because there's the expectations are so high. People have got so carried away with it that they've gone ahead of her and been like, Oh, she's here. She's here. She's here. No one's turned around to have a look and she, she's not, she's not there with me. She's still back there because she's very new. She's very brand new. She's only just brought out her debut EP. Um, what was it under 25? Um, which was okay. Yeah, <laughs> literally just okay. It was all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not going to go on any, yeah. any of the year list in any capacity. Like, and, and again, that's fine. Like, most artists do not fucking reach that pinnacle in their first fucking year releasing, um, mm-hmm. you know, like studio records. So, yeah, I, I just don't get it. I, I mean, like, and even her, I'm not going to lie, like, Again, like, I try to take the person out of, like, music a lot. But I think yeah. sometimes the way she talks as well, like, oh, like, you know, uh, um, you lot be listening to, like, rap that's not real and all of that, all that stuff. I'm like, oh, Eddie, relax, like, relax. Like, you just got here. It's like, it's like, you know, when someone kind of, um, comes from, like, another, like, scene. Like, let's say, for example, someone comes from, like, finance and then they move into yeah. the tech world. It's like, this is how you lot should be doing shit in tech. It's like, you just got here. Like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you just got here. Like, wait, what? Who who is giving you the cheek to say calling all the shots saying well, you're not listening to real rap like da, da, da. it's like oh mm-hmm. all right and I think stuff like that it does make people feel like oh okay all right man yeah you got the truth oh, okay so, I mean it's just that's, that's how I feel sometimes. it's definitely I mean there's a confidence though which which I like but I think people maybe mistake the like the nonchalant delivery for for something more than it is I don't know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah 
So, I mean, definitely the, like the way she raps is very, um, you know, it's like smooth, it's confident. And yeah, of course. But I think people give it too much, too much props. Like is in the lyric, like the lyrics mm-hmm. don't necessarily aren't up there at all. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree um, for, for sure. But yeah, yeah we won't, we won't go in too hard. This is, uh, this is, uh, <laughs> this song's all right, but I'm just saying like, I think people need to like fucking lay off that pedal with Eddie, like relax, please. That's all I've got to say on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, other new releases. I don't think there's been a huge amount. Um, yeah, I don't That's think it, really. there's been a huge yeah, amount. There's, I mean, Young Thug released, but um, yeah. I'm sure we'll have time to talk about that at some point. Yeah, we, um, we'll be talking about that soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Nah. Let's just go to it. Go ahead. Yeah, say that as well. Yeah. So, um, JD. Champions League is the thing. I, did, I, I hadn't heard about this until um, my little echo chamber began talking about um, uh, this video on YouTube where um, some some music heads and some uh, some other guys uh, talk about um, you know the top the top female rappers in the UK um, mm-hmm. because we need to have that category. Um, there we go. Yeah, there you go. Because it was top rappers. You know, uh, where, where would they go, right? Mm-hmm. Which reminds me of a, it was a Chris Rock skit where he's talking, um, do you know the one? Where he's no, talking like about him. like, um, oh, you know, the Olympics, obviously, uh, like men men and women's bodies are like physiologically different. So if you had a hundred meter race, right? Top 10 people in the final, they're all going to be men, just biologically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like, but why do we need separate categories for acting? It's not like, it's like, it's not like, um, Robert De Niro is going like, oh, I need to slow down with this acting. Let Meryl Streep catch up. And that's the same, right? That is the exact same with this. Why, are we, having, why, are, we ha- why are we having a female rap category for this video? Little mm-hmm. Sims is way ahead of 99% of the UK rap scene, right? Mm-hmm. Almost 100%, some mm-hmm. would say. Um, so I think having this, having this video just... Wait, give context to what happened actually for the for the people who haven't heard it. I think, I think a lot yes, of people. Yes, yes. No, so there was basically a discussion. It's a little kind of round table around a poker table. Best rappers, best female rappers in the UK. Um, you kind of take your poker chips um, and put them on whichever artist you think deserves it. So you can spread them out, and then they'll slowly um, kind of drop a couple of artists, and then it'll be between three, and you can reallocate your uh, poker chips. Um, so some of the artists on there were it was Shabo. Um, we had Stefan Don, mm-hmm. Little Sims. Uh, Lady Leisha was on there. Yep, Lady Leisha. Um, IVD. Um, there was another one, quite a new one I haven't heard of before. But yeah, there's like eight of them or so. But yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they had a, yeah, kind of seven or eight artists on there. Um, and then basically, basically the, uh, where do you want to start with actually? I feel like there are a lot of problems anyway, with, this, with this episode. I mean, we can start anywhere you want, mate. Because I really want. I'll <coughs> let you cook. Keep going, King. Uh, let's let's go with one of the one of the takes. Um, mm-hmm. So, Mimi, music blogger, I think was the only person really on that show who did some kind of defense of Little Sims's music. Um, and she she asked the question, you know, what are we basing this on? Which was interesting that the, the the whole video began. We got about 12 minutes into the video before someone asked the question, what are we basing this on? Which you might think would be a useful, a useful premise, a mm-hmm. useful kind of framing for the video at the beginning. But no, 
Um, this is JD Champions League. Do, do, do you know what killed me about that? Because it, it's like, it's like, you know what it is? It's like um, a bunch of people being at a house party. It's like, wait, <coughs> whose house is this? It's like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, whose house is this? Shit. I mean, <laughs> Charlie, so she asked the question, right? What are we basing this on? And he says, ability. He's literally, <laughs> yeah. he says, ability and sound. Thinking it was deep, he was like, yeah, mic drop, ability and sound. You guys know what's up. Honestly, that, and that actually tells me everything I need to know, right? <laughs> and that's cool. Like, just, you know, just be honest. Say, I don't like Sims because, first of all, I haven't heard her, but I don't like variety of sound. I don't like variety of cadence. I don't like it when the production's phenomenal. And if you say that, that's cool. That's good. Like, we get it. We get it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we did there. Um, okay, you know what? I, I'll, I'll chime on this. Go on. Just, just for the onset, just for... Um, yeah, just kind of set the stage. I'll just say this now. And if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Everyone involved is for the shit. Everyone involved. That's everyone involved. That's no shade to anyone, but everyone involved is for the shit. The reasons being this, right? John mentioned it when we did um, the Little Sims review. There are a bunch of people, right? There's a bunch of people. I don't need to call names. But there's a bunch of people who, you know, right, right up until September 3rd, never heard of people about Little Sims. Right after Little Sims, it's like, you know, you would have thought, like, you know, she was, Little Sims was with them in the delivery when they were fucking born. It's really weird when people do that, right? But whatever. I mean, you got other people who clearly have listened to Little Sims. Or, and you got a lot of people in between. I mean, John, you've been there, right? There was literally mm-hmm. a time, no need to call names. There was literally someone we know, right? Who literally said, mm-hmm. no one is going to remember Little Sims' album after this year. No one. You know, it's whatever. Do you know what I mean? That's it, is it? That's by the by. So I'm just saying, everyone involved, I'm saying that as general in terms of the scene, everyone involved is for the shit. Now, that's mm-hmm. not to say you need to be sucking Little Sims, it's clear. I'm not saying that. No one, you don't have to be like a fucking Little Sims stand away, maybe people think I am or whatever. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I always say, if you don't like something, just come for a reason. Then we can have a discussion. That's what music's about. It's not about yeah. saying, oh, I'll never say, I think those things are the best and the only thing otherwise is a fucking idiot. I'll never say that. Yeah. But if you just say, nah, she ain't that good though and you just leave it at that, then yeah, I'm going to think you're a bit of a cretin. So it's like, that's how yeah. I feel about this whole thing, right? So let's start, right? Let's start. So, okay, one thing I will give credit to is the fact that Little Sims made it to like the, what, the top four, top three. So it's not like yeah, they kind of washed top three. Out. Top three. Yeah. So it's not like she got washed out at the start. I think people are going a bit too far with that, yeah. right? But one thing I will say, straight from the onset, so actually, I'm so happy we're doing this topic, right? So people are going crazy, right? Everyone was, get, everyone was getting their social points off here. Everyone's racking off their quote tweets. Everyone's saying, this is bullshit. Why are they Why are they here? Do these guys even know music? All that stuff. Mm-hmm. So funny, right? 24 hours prior, John, and no later, someone made a tweet, right? Obviously, maybe a bit shady themselves, right? But someone made a tweet, tweet saying, when are we going to get the new personalities? I'm tired of Fiddy, Chunks, Nella Rose, et cetera, et cetera. The, um, um, what's it called? Their face on every show. Um, in the whole UK island, we live on. Is that all we've got to work with? Recycled vibes. And the ratio was fucking insane, isn't it? Like, everyone's just la- lambing on them. Like, you're, like, you're such bad vibes. They worked hard for it. Da, 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 da. Okay, cool. The next... The next day, when you fucking see a comedian in Liffy, right, talking about the state of music, now that's when you're pissed off. When someone literally, literally someone tried to put into words the day before, maybe we should just have a gatekeep scene and people who actually 
are relevant to the topic they're talking about should be doing that. Like, I feel like if you're going to have a show about women rappers, you should at least know all the rappers you're going to be talking yep. about. I just feel like that's just a basic <laughs> requirement to have. I don't know what you think, John. That's the, I yeah. Like that make sense. I agree with you. I think if you're going to, and also if you're on there, cool, all right, he's chosen a comedian. If you're on there and you don't know Little Sims' music, mm-hmm. say it. Be honest. There's no shame in that. It's much, mm-hmm. it's much more shameful to, to blag like you know when everybody watching that video has a very good idea that you don't know what you're talking about, right? Because he said she's boring, which, you know, that's a subjective thing. But then what's not subjective is asking someone, okay, name three songs for me, and then looking, given a thousand yard stare where she names three songs and you're like, I couldn't tell you if she was lying. I don't, she's <laughs> like that. If I saw this man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know a thing. Literally, if if she named ten songs that weren't Little Simses, she could name some yeah. songs by I don't know. He probably doesn't listen to Freddie Gibbs. She could name ten songs by Freddie Gibbs. He wouldn't know. He'd be like, "Yeah, cool, all right, Little Sims songs." And the thing is, that's so like 2010, right? It's like you say you're a fan of hip hop, name like five Nas albums. It's like what the fuck is this? Like 2021, bro. Like what? 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 So what? What did you say in like ten songs? What, what was you gonna say? Oh, fair enough then. All right, fair cool. enough. Like. <laughs> So like, okay, the next thing I want to touch on is guys, obviously we're not going to do hop on this, but I think we should touch most of the things we should touch on, right? So obviously like, again, your own opinions, like if Taser thinks Lil Sims is the best, if Mimi thinks Lil Sims is the best, you know, whatever, that's your thing, right? But then obviously I think Taser says something like, oh, like, you know, would you put Lady Alicia over Lil Sims? And he's like, yeah, Lady Alicia's cold, da 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 One thing I will say about the whole category, let's just go through some facts and figures and I love me some history. So, when was the last time Lady Leisha dropped an album, John? Do you know the answer? I'm going to say 2018. Trick question. Lady Leisha's never dropped an album. She's only ever dropped two EPs in her career. Um, When was the last time Steph London dropped an album, John? That was 2018. Nope, that was also a mixtape. She's never dropped an album in her life. Was that not? Nope. I thought that was a studio. That was 2018 though, wasn't it? Yeah, both of those artists. That was the, like, Little Kim cover, right? Exactly. So, Lady Leisha, I think she dropped a little EP last year. It was, like, seven minutes long or something like that. Before that, it was 2013. Steph London hasn't dropped anything in three years. And she's never had an album. And you have Shabo, who has just somehow crawled back into the music scene. She Yeah, she dropped an EP. And now she's, like, one of the best. It's, like... What the fuck are you actually talking about right now? Little Sims is four albums deep. Like she is not on any of these people's age. And, and like, she drops she little she drops little EPs for fun. <laughs> yes. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what it's like literally putting Kendrick Lamar along with like fucking Tizo Touchdown, Polo G, and like, and like Baby Keem. Like, what 40 Doug or something. And yeah, you're like, <laughs> like 42 Doug. Like, what yeah. the hell is this? You know what I mean? Like, why are we putting Lil Sims in this bracket? Like, she is <clears> so <throat> much more of a veteran than any of these people. Like, yes, Lady Leisha's an old name, but Lady Leisha doesn't do music like that mm. for whatever reason. Obviously, she's had her own struggles. Steph London hasn't dropped in three years. She hasn't dropped an album. And I think everyone knows how I feel about albums. If you ain't got an album, get the fuck out of here. You're not really that... Like this thing, you're not really in the game like that. Anyone could do a mixtape, mm. in my eyes. So it's yeah. like... I think that whole premise is like putting Little Sims' name in that conversation. I think, obviously, I get it now. She's the hot woman. If you're going to have a show about women rappers, Champions League, it is kind of weird to be like, <coughs> oh, but what about Little Sims? But if you just did something like best up and coming women rappers, then no one's going to complain, right? I feel like that makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. What do you I think, think another point someone made was um, 
again about oh you know Lydia should like she's a veteran like making some reference it was Lippy again mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why making some reference to the fact that like oh she was rapping when Little Sims was on this show and like Lady Leisha's <laughs> first drop project was in 2013 Little Sims's do you know when that was I think that was 2014 it's in uh, Age yeah. 101 Age 101 was in 2014 I think Blank oh, Canvas yeah, was yeah, in 2014 yeah. as well yeah yeah so maybe earlier but yeah, yeah. yeah come Two on know your history problems, yeah you can't just, you can't talk about artists <laughs> that you don't know and blag and get away with it. People will fact check. And the thing is, what does rapping longer mean? Like, it's just that thing of, oh yeah, I mean, their name has been read for a long time, so surely they're better. It's like, again, quite similar to the episode we're going to have today, right? Like, why are you included in best of stuff where you haven't dropped in fucking years? You're barely in the scene. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are we even including you in that conversation? Like, oh man, it, it, just, it just breaks my mind. And the whole thing of like, Oh, Lady Leisha is like a better technical rapper than Little Sims. That's your opinion. I'll give my opinion. Here it goes. I think people do not know the definition of lyricism or how it can be defined. Lyricism isn't just how many metaphors and double entendres and similes can I fit into one track? That's, that's the thing, John. Like, that's why people think like yep. Dave is like the best thing to ever do it. I think, I literally think they think the story of David in the Bible is literally about Santa. And I think some people literally walk around thinking that. Like, they think he's the one who fucking killed Goliath and became king of the rat game or king of Israel. What the fuck? Anyways, I've got a tangent there. But it's like, yeah, like, I think there's no way. And I'm just saying this as someone who is just, I feel like there is an objective element to music, right? There's no way, there's no way you are a fan of just music in general and you're telling me Little Sims is not as good as Shabo. That is, that is, like, I mean, the other one's Stefan Don, fair enough, if that's your taste, like, that's what, you know, if you like Cardi B over Rhapsody, fair enough. But yep. Shabo, nah, I think you're going too far with that one day. Like, yeah, you're going to watch, you know, you're, you're going to watch ship in your dip, do you know what I mean? Like, anyways, but I mean, I said it um, back when I Love You, I Hate You came out, right? And I was like, you know what? Whether you like it or not, Little Sims is yeah. coming. And obviously, she's a riot. Um, but yeah, don't worry. Little Sims will continue dropping consistent great albums whilst the <laughs> rest of Lot's phase will be as inconsistent as like the Alton Tower safety measures. But, you know, that's just not, that's, you know, that's not my problem, is it? Like, yeah. I mean, what do you think? Like, do you, like, do you think it's a problem of the people being put on the shows? Or do you think it's like... The other artist was T. Zandos. That's it, yeah. New York and Comer, right? Cool. Yeah. And obviously, I have never heard of it, but maybe she's great. I I don't know. But like, do you feel like... I think... Here's my opinion, right? Like, one of the last things I'll bring up before we close out. Because I think part of it, yes, there's no reason why the people who... It's like, you would never put, like, Dave Chappelle or, like, I don't know, fucking... I'm trying to think whatever whatever comedian. You wouldn't put like Drewski on like the rap radar or something like that. It just wouldn't happen, right? But in the UK, that's just perfectly fine. Just have people who don't like that's not even their thing. That's not even how mm-hmm. they came up. They're on like talking big discussions about music. Do you think it's the fans' fault or do you think it's just like the is it, is it the company's fault or like just hiring the wrong people? Like what do you think? I don't know. It can't be the fans because there are genuine content creators that stay in their stay in their like art lane right Mm -hmm. and like we would never ask some random to come and talk about uh i don't know whatever like say we want to review an up and coming like an upcoming i don't know say slow tie releases next year Mm -hmm. we're not going to invite our like random i don't know graphic designer friend to come (laughs) talk about the album like why would we Mm -hmm. so i think i don't think it's the fans fault 
Because because people do complain about it. But at the same time, here's my problem, right? If me and you were hired by JD to do a show, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was fucking flop. Not because I don't think we could do it. I think we got some entertainment value, but we do go in the weeds sometimes. And some people just be like, yeah, I'm not really trying to hear that. Some people do yeah, like hiring yeah. the fucking hot takes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people act like they do, people act like, that's what I mean. people love to act like they want like serious discussions about music and they don't want They that, want sound they bites. Don't want the, they, they want the sound bites. They want the discussion points so someone can clip onto it. And they, these people know it as well. Once someone say something wild, they'll get clipped on Twitter. The engagement goes up. Everyone gets more followers. They don't want someone just being like, it means you just sat there and be like, yeah, actually, no, that's reasonable. And yeah, oh, okay, that's reasonable. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, no one wants that. I mean, but people love to act like they want that. So I think partly it's on the fans as well. Because the people who are making yeah, legit yeah, no, I agree music with that. content, <clears throat> yeah, like they don't, they don't get, God, like that's the thing, like, why do you think Chucky's doing all these other things now? Because when Chucky is having like a sit down with like gets and he's going for an hour, no one gives a fuck about that. They don't even give a fuck about when he's fucking pulling poker chips, talking about fucking women rappers. That's what they care about. Like, I just think like, yeah, if people need to be honest about the type of content they want, do you know what I mean? And that's why everyone's like, music and culture. There's no music podcast <laughs> because there's no point, is there? No one wants to know about music for yeah. like an hour and a half. That's and funny. I don't even think that the, the, the kind of consensus on this, yeah. um, on the discussion of Little Sims putting her like I don't know which came like second in the end, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even think that's an anomaly. I think that is pretty representative of how a lot of people treat her music. Mm-hmm. Like if she, when we say legitimately, she's one of the the top couple of rappers in the UK. Mm-hmm. She puts out some of the best work the UK has. Mm-hmm. People will say, "Oh, you know, oh, I'm not sure about it." Like that video is representative. If she yeah. can't even get her name in amongst these other names as a top rapper, what do you think she's going to do against a Dave or a Stormzy who has mm-hmm. like these massive fan bases? Mm-hmm. Like she can't get with, a word in. And th- that's people, why. With people from her own city. Yeah. And that's why, <laughs> you know, the underrated <clears throat> thing gets thrown around because mm-hmm. people don't even consider her the best female artist, right? Like best oh, female rapper. Oh, I still got to get over that. Shame. It's Imagine putting in like a decade of work and someone's telling you shame was fair to you, bro. Fucking hell. Like, what more can she do? I always said that, John. Yeah. I said it when we did it. There's nothing mm. she can do. Someone will always try to, like, flip it to be like, oh, but she ain't that great, though. And obviously, mm. comparing her to J. Cole, it's just, that is just the worst take, isn't it? Like, that, what does that even mean? And what bring up Kendrick mean? Lamar. Oh, like, cool. But he doesn't even know that Kendrick Lamar said she was, you know, one of the illest to do it more than four or five <laughs> years ago. Longer than some of these rappers have been rapping for. But cool. Cool, you know. Oh yeah. my god! But it's fine because so they, they gave funny, a very yeah. they gave a very nuanced review and said, yeah. "Oh, but she's cold. She's cold. Oh yeah, this one's oh, yeah, cold. Yeah, yeah, but she's cold. cold. The thing, that's the thing. I, that's the thing. I'm not scared to be like. Actually, that's one thing I love about Astron. Like, no, no one's paying me to say. Oh, actually, I think you know all these artists are amazing. I don't give a fuck. I'll say my artists is shit in it. They have to say, oh, but she's cold because they know they're big enough to the point where potentially Lawson sees that and maybe they want to work with her one day. So they got to mm-hmm. kind of add something. Do you know what I mean, not to sound like yeah. pure cunts. If I don't like someone, I just feel like I just don't really care for their music, innit? And I'll, I'll say this, right? When it's all said and done, even people who are fans of Little Sims, and I've, again, I've seen all the, your, throw your quote tweets. I haven't really said much because, you know, I'm fucking tired of talking about it. But, you know what I mean? Everyone's like, oh yeah, but, you know, but she dropped this and dropped that. A lot of you new fans. <clears throat> get your, get your tweets. Again, get your tweets off. Enjoy the time. When it's all said and done, right? And I'm going to say this. Little Sims. If not already, is one of the best rappers the UK has ever produced. And you'll have one of the best discographies the UK 
Rhapsody has ever seen. I think that's not a wild statement to make. You lot can keep throwing off your little Skeptors and your Kanos and all that. When it's all said and done, we'll look back at little cinematography and be like, holy shit, this was one of the best to ever do it. If, if that's not the case already. And we're all going to look back like, oh, how could this happen? It's always, it's going to go full circle, right? Once Little Sims becomes like a niche word again, everyone's going to be like, yeah, she's the goat. That's just what I think. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's uh, a good point to end it on. Uh, we're going to take a short yeah. break and then we will be back. <laughs> cool. See you in a bit. Right. And we're back. You know, we had a <laughs> bit of a heated intro, but we know, we're all good now. We're back. Good our uh, system. Yeah, we've got our system. Yeah, I mean, we, we always got to get our shots off in it. You know, it's, it's, it's the TBC way. But again, we're here today to have a more of a philosophical episode, you know, kind of take it back to our, you know, our roots. But yeah, we're going to talk today about uh, a big topic, I feel. <clears throat> again, one that the UK fans are very, very um, big culprits of always asking. It's like, drop the album. Even if they dropped like five months prior, like what the fuck? Yep. So we're going to talk how long, how long should artists leave between albums? And yeah, if it, it might seem like a quite a, you know, redundant question, but I think there's a lot of angles that uh, people probably haven't even considered or touched on. And we'll do our best to kind of touch on them today. I think it'll be a quite interesting conversation. So yeah, so stick around. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of starting off, right? I'll start with your personal opinion, John. Like, mm-hmm. what are your personal expectations, just, you know, broadly speaking, on um, how long people should take between albums? Um, I think if you're just doing it like a, a broad <clears throat> stroke of music in its entirety, um, I think that. The normal consensus is two to three years. Yeah. I think okay. like classically looking at it, right? Like not in the age of like crazy single releases and like TikTok sound bites of songs, etc. <laughs> etc. Et like regular artists releasing an album every two to three years, I think makes mm-hmm. sense. Um mm-hmm. that factors in uh the kind of like release, the like build up, the promotion to the album, and then if you're kind of like a medium to large site size artists you've got like a world tour you've got like a tour of europe you've got a tour of wherever that's going to take up to 12 months sometimes and then you know then you're only leaving yourself like a couple of years to actually get the inspiration for the next album so i think two to three years makes sense factoring all of that in yeah okay fair fair i think i'm quite similar as well like i feel um i think i think it definitely differs amongst genres and artists but i think Mm -hmm. on average yeah it's probably like two to three years where you're thinking okay i've kind of soaked in um the previous album i'm happy with this like you know you might even live with that album forever but it's like okay cool like i'm ready for some new content i think it's it's very rare circumstances where i want something quite soon or i want something way in the future like it's very those are very like rare on on the offensive extremes but yeah i think i'm pretty pretty similar on that one to be fair yeah um and i think going from that we're probably an anomaly and we'll get to why. <laughs> um, but yeah, for, I guess for some more context, um, mm. clear, clearly there's a, like the culture of this, but I know we talk about the UK scene quite a lot, but, um, mm-hmm. like the, the general consumer of music isn't usually, mm-hmm. um, I guess the word is content with waiting two, three mm-hmm. years for an artist's album. Um, mm-hmm. so why, I guess, yeah, why do you think it is that, that people just are not willing to wait? for good music they're not willing to wait for that body of work I think it's just the velocity of music these days and the streaming as well yeah because I think if you if you always listen to people who are around like when vinyls and CDs were a thing um, it's always just like oh I bought this album I just kept playing it and playing it and playing it because you know all I had was like £10 to buy 
um, a CD and they really have money to just go and keep buying albums. So when they did buy an album or like two albums, they'll just play it all the time because that's all they had. Yeah. Whereas obviously now, you go on Spotify every, that was that, that fr- new Music Friday thing and there's music every fucking week. So when you're, you listen to so much, you just feel like there's so much of abundance. You just kind of feel like, why isn't my favorite artist like in the folds? Do you know what I mean? But I think that, I think that, I think it's more, and also I think it's the thing just to kind of the attitude towards music. I know people say this. I do think there's some truth to this where people do just kind of take albums at surface level now. It's kind of like, oh, it's that chewing gum. It's like, okay, cool. I know most of the words. I've enjoyed it. I'm done. Like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what yeah. album it is. It all goes through the same grinder. And it's really strange when people do that to me personally, because, mm-hmm. um, when people call albums great, right? Like this album is amazing, right? Like psychodrama or big conspiracy. No word of a lie, John. They they've been asking for a new J Huss album since January this year. He just dropped twelve months ago. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like how how soon do you think these people do this stuff? Like they have other stuff to do. They have a life. Do you know what I mean, like why do you, what, like what, why are you being so unreasonable right now? Like, but people are genuinely like that. Just for like, oh, like I think mm-hmm. in America it's more about. Two, I think they're more on a two year cycle. But here it's like, if fucking Heady One goes for three years, he is particularly finished. particularly when we have the, um, I don't know what, yeah, like particularly when we have the insight into a career into an artist's um personal life, and that's a mm-hmm. that's kind of a, I'm losing my words here. Like that's a that's a good like it's a privilege, right, to have this insight into an artist and know. Wait, J Huss mm-hmm. actually has this life going on like he's dealt with so much <laughs> yeah. like mental health wise um mm-hmm. you know going to prison all this kind of stuff going on mm-hmm. we have the privilege of knowing that and yet we're still going to be like no he needs to drop he's yeah. we need we need, <laughs> yeah, we need, I mean, we need the next thing now <laughs> yeah fuck all that this is way more important and yeah uh, you know what is you know what's even worse right and again both sides of the atlantic are um culprits for this and this is definitely more of a hip-hop thing and it will transition to the next topic but this is whole consensus of if you don't drop within this certain time frame that I'm imposing on you, yeah. then you can't call yourself the greatest and other people can't call you the greatest. Like they're saying that about Kendrick right now, right? Also, he's on the being on the other end, right? It's been like almost five years. And people are like, yeah, if Kendrick doesn't drop this year, he can't be considered the greatest. Like, you know, fuck all the three to four critically that came out because he just dropped. That, that means fuck all it because right now, if you don't drop right now, that's all that ever matters in it. I think people are very much focused on now like you know if, if, I, if there's no good music to listen to which is almost almost never true but there's no good music to listen to then it's like fuck it i want my hair ass to drop now everything's boring i think that's where people are at right now i think that's why that yeah. culture's kind of come up yeah yeah i agree i definitely agree with what you're saying about kind of the streaming age the tiktok age the mm. which just makes music so well two things it makes it easy to digest and it makes it mm-hmm. easy to dispense of yeah. So like it's so sure. so easily accessed, but it's so equally just dispensable. Because you're like, cool, I've heard that nice song, but there are fifty other songs on the chart that sound exactly like it. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Um. So yeah, that's why I think that's why people just want that instant gratification. Like I need the yeah. next one. I need the next one. And to be fair, most most people consume music like that, and you know what? That's fair. Like obviously, most people aren't us, and most people aren't going to be listening to like fifty albums mm-hmm. a year. Don't say that's. But you, the listeners, reason. probably are. Because that's what you're listening, <laughs> so we'll keep it like, sweet that way. <laughs> but like, yeah, I do, I do, I do think like you know there has to be some sort of like expectation, like you know. And the thing is, not I, I just don't get it. Like, why does an artist have to drop every year? Like, if I think if you if you think an artist is that good, like there's no, I think I don't, I think it's a bit of a 
contradiction or a bit of an oxymoron to be like, this artist is amazing, but their music can't last more than 12 months. Like, can it really be a great artist? If you Mm -hmm. really can't just be like, because I mean, for example, Good Kid, My City, right? I mean, people still listen to that today. Like that's just, that's just the album that just keeps living. And there's albums that, you know, two, three years later, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I didn't even catch that. Oh yeah. I still enjoy it now. Like it's just, you'll always play it. Like, I mean, cause that's just what good music is. I feel like if an album, it really is just boring to you after 12 months, it's probably not a great album to be fair. That's just how I feel. Um, (laughs) And you mentioned, I mean, you mentioned UK fans in that as well. What do you see? You see them as the biggest culprits of this, I'm assuming. And and why is that? Yeah, for sure. Why, why the Um, UK scene? I think it's just the culture. Oh, um, I think the culture around hip hop in the UK by the artists is different because most of them, I know people don't want to believe this, but most of them see it as a money grab. And that's not to say people in America don't, but there's way more Kendrick Lamar's like, I am really just about the craft. I'm really trying to be the best ever. There's more of that. Not many, but there's more of that than here. Like I, there's, not many people, probably less than five, legitimately, who are like, I am not dropping an album or record unless I think it's the best I can do. There's just not, it's just not common, right? I think most of them is like, oh shit, you know, I fucking did this rap for Bants and now people want to mm. see me do a tour and fuck, here I am. Do you think, do you know I mean? yeah, and I, yeah, sorry, go on. I was going to ask you, do you think that the, I know you call it like a money grab, for some, obviously it's, literally this is their livelihood and they're like no i need to make some i need to make some money yeah do you think part of the yeah. issue there is that where in the u.s you have the opportunity to kind of blow up elsewhere as a rapper but in the mm. uk the uk market isn't the uk rap sound isn't as well respected overseas so there's such a small market and it's quite saturated here mm. that it's more difficult to to blow if you're I uh, think an album artist. I don't know if that's fully true because there's so many local artists in um, America that we'll never hear <clears> of, <throat> but they're famous in the city. Like, I've, also, I think that thing about Atlanta, right? Like, Atlanta's people that they, they listen to most of the music that comes from Atlanta because that's all you need. That's just one city. It's much smaller than London. Mm-hmm. But what so I'm saying no, is that we listen to their music. Not all of them. That's what I'm saying. Not all of them. There's, there's, that's what I'm trying to say. There's tons of artists all over America, right? New York, not just um, the city, the state. Uh, Chicago, Philadelphia. There's probably someone in Philadelphia right now. Everyone loves them in Philadelphia. If you go to, you go to the housewives, everyone play them. We will never hear of them. We don't have much of that in London. So you can still be like a city legend. I just think here, I think, it's insane. Like I do, I do think it's a factor, but there's not many local legends in this country because this, the UK scene is just hard to break into. Like people just have, it's quite weird. People just have a weird standard of music here. Like they're either really like, hype on that one trap artist or they really like you know um what's the word just kind of um they get the cold shoulder to the one like the you know i guess some arts like no full cold shoulder i don't care like it's kind of like binary in that sense and i think that's why it's just harder to break into and be like oh you know i'm from london everyone in london loves me it never works that way it's always some weird up and down shit i think i think i think that contributes to it as well so it's like okay Okay, for example, right? Okay, we said this about Drill when Ebenezer came on, right? Like, the best Drill (laughs) artist changes, like, every three to six months, That's the point I've got written down here. (laughs) Carry on. Yeah, so it's like, okay, 
So if I look at that as an artist, I'm like, shit, if I literally take one year, one year to work on my craft, I am finished. Like, I'm not going to get the same headline shows. I'm gonna, like, I think there's such a, I think the time window to be big in this country is so much smaller because people's attention spans. I think there's less people as well. There's just less people. And the attention spans are small as well. I'm pretty much the same in America, but the proportion of people who will stick around is also a lot smaller because of that. So I think that's what accounts for it as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah, Drill is definitely, it's not the only culprit, it's one culprit of it. Because mm-hmm. there are so, like you say, yeah, so sure. many artists appearing every each and every week. Um, yeah. And none of them stick, like not, not many of them are like <laughs> sticking around on top like yes. long enough to then release the project. Like you're saying, like you can't disappear for a year and make an album. Also is especially if you're like a you know terrible phrase but like quote-unquote struggling artist like artist mm-hmm. like making your art is your livelihood so mm-hmm. is it the most co- cost-effective way to go pay for studio time to make a whole album mm-hmm. whereas you could make a make a song at home self-release it make 10 of them and hope that one of them blows like yeah. i don't think i don't necessarily know whether it's the most cost-effective way to to make it at the moment for for some artists yeah. Also, like a lot of the UK artists, like especially in terms of rappers, they're so hell bent on that independent shit. In it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so a lot of them, it's like, yeah, like if they don't have the money, it's just not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I mean it's, it's true to me. And I, again, like, obviously, I, like if you want to talk between like moral and like financial bounds, obviously, me personally, I wouldn't release music that I just don't believe in. But obviously, mm. most people don't give a fuck in it. Like, I think everyone just has like the the worst misconception you could have is like um. People, everyone who drops music cares about music. It's just not the case. Some people's like, oh shit, you know, I was selling drugs a year ago. Fuck it, yeah. like here I am. <laughs> I mean, like, you know the story about Fredo literally making a song um, for bands and he went to prison and everyone was asking him to drop an album. Like, that's just literally how it is sometimes <laughs> in this country. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, let's kind of go on to some kind of examples, um, get into some specific artists and their catalogues. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, are there kind of some immediate examples, artists that kind of jump out at you when you think this guy, this girl, this person drops way too much, um, way too frequently? Okay. Um, I'll say this and then, again, like, I like to be the balance of the world, John. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when, when one person has all the infinity stones, I'm trying to break them. Do you know what I mean? So I, I'm, the, I'm the cunt that does that, right? So everyone's high as fuck. <laughs> That, that, you know, that pure fucking sativa on, um, Griselda right now, right? Everyone's loving this shit. Oh my gosh, Westside God, he's a genius. Benny's the star. Conway's the lyricist. I think they do <laughs> way too much. Do you know what I mean? Way too much. But that's not saying everything they do is bad. That's not even saying any of the stuff they do is bad. But there are the type of guys like, fuck, you know, like every three months, if that, uh, there's another EP or album to listen to from one of you guys. It's like, give you a break. Like, and you guys are calling yourselves legends. Like, I can't even, I'm, I'm barely soaking in the last one. And here you are now again. Like, what the hell? Like, the whole B-Sides thing with Westside God as well. It's like, fuck, you know, it's like 20 side tracks. Like, <laughs> give me a break. Like, let me live. But, um, yeah, I think that's an, art, um, that's an example. Um, I mean, that's it. That's, that's, that's the extreme with it. Um, yeah, I mean, fuck it. I'll get that one. What do you think about that one, John? You're laughing. I'll, no, no, no. I'd agree with you. I mean, I'm big on, because yeah. I, I know on our anniversary episode when we had Tandy and Mike's on, we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. them. I said, like, the, the sky's the limit for them because of their output and because of the, I guess, the producers they have around them, the sound that's become so synonymous with them. Like, people love it. And it's, I mean, it's, it's only blown up more. Why not? Why not continue releasing at this rate? Um, yeah. I think it's a bit too much. I will agree. 
like as someone that enjoys albums and likes to take them in i do struggle to keep up um but i think fully like if they if some of these albums start to kind of drop off or maybe they don't hit the highs that you know the previous ones have hit you know like from a from a king to a god or the plugs i met that little series um i think if the beats aren't as solid because they keep doing this for the next couple years then maybe that suggests they they might turn it down a bit um but yeah their their output is is a bit ridiculous at the moment yeah obviously this is not to say they shouldn't do it like Mm. i'm just a player benny's on the other side benny maybe not as much but then he did release the uh, Pirates Picasso little yeah EP and Plugs well. I Met too came out last this year as well do you know what I mean and we're not even near, near um, the end of the year yeah. I mean, might Conway's got a second studio album this year coming hasn't he from a they, God to a something else it's oh a, I don't it's know the, um, I haven't heard that one the sequel to from a King oh Kong. really the sequel oh, okay yeah. fair enough um, but yeah no I'm just saying that's not to say it doesn't work for them like okay the example I'd give right is like obviously everyone loves um, The Last Task last dance documentary right well obviously yeah. dennis rodman one of the best fucking defenders of all time mm-hmm. the thing with him right like there is a thing where like you know if you think about something too much it can fuck it like, i think some artists for most people the hours you put in will directly correlate with your performance yeah but there are some people who work so much on the intuition of their craft whereas if you put too much hours in it they're like oh shit i'm thinking about it too much or oh actually can i actually do that or is that actually a good thing and then they don't they don't have the magic to say, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when, when they're doing the thing, same with writing, do you know what I mean? So I think there are some artists, very few, but I think Griselda's that example, right? Like perhaps if they had to think about it too much, maybe the, the quality wouldn't be as good, do you know what I mean? So you can make that argument, but I think for most artists, like, okay, come on, man, like take some time out. I think obviously a good example would be Migos, right? Culture one, everyone's like, holy shit, like, concise you know you not really did it this time and then they kind of like okay let's fucking do that shit and we're like they did give three years between coach two and three though give them that yes they did yes they did fair yeah so that's more about quality control Mm. i think that's definitely more about quality but then they all came out of their solo projects in between right that's true yeah um so yeah currency is an artist i would say um big fan of him but yeah i mean he drops He's similar. It's definitely a, a running theme in the underground hip hop scene, or that kind of currency's kind of you know it's kind of related to that scene, right? So he drops what is it twice a year, probably at least. Um, and mm-hmm. given, I think my approach to it is that given that he um, he works with producers on albums, he's mm-hmm. Freddie Gibbs in that in that sense, right? So he mm-hmm. works with Harry Fraud. Uh, he works with the Alchemist, amongst others. It'd be nice to see him take a break and like fully close the chapter of one album and of one body of work with a particular producer in order to then start the creative process for the next album again. Because when you're continually going from one album to the next, it's, it's just like one long album, right? (laughs) Especially when you're working with different producers, like there are different ideas going on. I think they should. Yeah. I think currency needs to take a bit of a break between albums. I mean, again, this is just my last example, right? Do you know who needs to fucking take a break off album dropping? It's gonna be, it's gonna be a niche example, but you're gonna know this one. Fucking Rock Marciano, bro. Like that guy drops albums as if he drops albums. (laughs) He drops albums as if they're like fucking, you know, the fucking, you know, Squid Game where they're walking on the glass. He just had to run through them. (laughs) Like he drops albums as if it's like the fucking squares on the fucking bridge, mate. Like I don't really understand like why he drops so much. Like the guy drops. so much 
bro. Like, the, like he drops like the, I mean, there was a time where he dropped like maybe snare six albums in one year. Like the guy's insane. Like the guy. I will say, not... I will say, don't believe Spotify because some of the releases on there are oh, re-releases. Yeah. No, they're re-releases. Oh, re-releases. Oh, okay. They're like they're remastered yeah. versions. Um, but even album-wise, he definitely drops like more than three. Yeah, he does drop a shit ton. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, the thing is, I know people love rocking it, but fuck me, bro. Like, he drops a shit ton. Mm. Shit ton. Marcy Lago was great in 2019, and then Mount Marcy last year was a very good album. Um, yeah, no, for sure. No, he, he has a good outfit. He, he does release a lot. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, anyone else? I mean, DaBaby. I don't think we needed back to back albums. Who? Those years. DaBaby. Oh, Christ. Yeah, no, I, I don't think we needed that. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Surprised by Nav, the NAV, that he doesn't release more albums. Surprising that he that he actually he could definitely get away with it, given that. He's, oh yeah, for sure. Given that he's, <laughs> yeah. given that how shit he is, and the fact that people love him, and go. that they've accepted okay. it, then why not just release more? You can get away with it, mate. You can drop a twenty-track album, and it all sounds the same. Why not just drop three albums in a year? Maybe he's actually trying, John. Have you ever thought about that? He, I, I don't care if he's trying. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> let's move on though on the flip side of that okay, um, cool. examples of artists that drop you know way too way too infrequently uh, okay I'll give an example here um, here's one in it here's one I'm going to talk about it when we split into you know, I think there's definitely um, different expectations for R&B singers and hip hop singers but one guy is Frank Ocean right fuck me this guy gets to it because he's got a fucking cult in it like I mean, you can't tell a Frank Ocean fan anything else apart from like he is like he he invented music. To be honest, if you ask him, he probably invented music, mate. This guy has dropped what two albums? Like Nostalgia last... Ultra is, was Genesis. Yeah. It was the first. <laughs> the first. Yeah, literally. Like you know what I mean? Like I remember back in the day when I was in school, people were like that that whole like seventy something track, the Lonnie Brew whatever. People were like, oh my gosh, that was so sick. It's like fucking seventy two songs, bro. Like what the fuck are you talking? Like, come on! Like, why are you just why are you just not thinking right now? Your 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 brain is literally just static at the moment, isn't it? This guy has dropped two albums in the last ten years. Endless doesn't count. Fuck out of here! Like two albums in the last ten years, mate. Like, come on! Like, at some point, right? Like, don't know. Frank Ocean is a very talented man. There's no doubt about Sorry. that. But like, come on, man! Like, come on! Two in the last ten. In the last ten. Like, it's kind of hard for me to kind of gauge, like, what, like, don't get me wrong, like, you gotta live life and you gotta do this and maybe you wanna take a break and all that stuff, but like, fuck me, like, it is kind of like, for me personally, I don't think his music lasts so long where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm still just living off blonde, like, I, I care so much. I think everyone knows my feelings about Channel Orange, it? like, I love it, but I'm not spiritually attached to where you guys are, so. <laughs> what do you think am, yeah. I, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I you know going too far or yeah. I think there's definitely a, a double standard with him mm. as as opposed to other artists um, I'll say that he is one of the artists where um, where the art kind of justifies it because I think he is that good I think he's, he's brilliant I think Blonde was great I disagree with you I think Channel Orange was amazing mm. um, so I think where the art justifies it let them have time off. We can take a couple of years to digest it. We can still be playing it two, three, four years later and I won't get bored. But five, six years, yeah, it's taken, <laughs> it's taken a piss a bit. Unless you fully mm. retired or unless you don't want to make music anymore. Mm. But it's that, yeah, people have a lot of bondage to him. So they just, they'll give him a decade and be like, no, 
it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. I mean, that's the same shit people did with Jay Electronicon. I have no Oh, I've meant, I've, I've written him down here. Yeah, yeah. I have, I do not know why people <laughs> gave that guy time of day. The guy had no albums. Like, why, why wait 10 years, bro? Like, you know, there's other stuff happening in the world. That's like someone saying, oh, I don't know, like, oh, I don't know, like, oh, my, my, my latest, my new bar, you know, I'm going to build a new bar, you know, it's going to be great. And it's like, what we can't just drink alcohol until he builds his new bar. Like what the fuck? Like there's other shit. You know, I mean, there's fucking a pub on every corner. Like what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like I mean, when it comes, it's like fucking the woods cracking off, the chairs are squeaky. Like that's how I feel about Jay trying to get up with it. So, um, yeah, Rihanna. Oh yeah, for we sure. just need I mean, to I accept that. that it's not coming. Yeah, and what was it R nine? People called it. Was it? yeah, I think R nine. Yeah, the ninth album. I mean that one. I kind of do get. I know a lot of people say it. Um, because obviously Rihanna did go through a phase where she was dropping like every fucking year. And obviously now I think she realised, you know what? I'm going to work on other stuff. I'm going to take the time out. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think the thing that, I think it was a bit funny at first, but I think for me, it's just a bit tiresome. Like, I don't really get it. Like, then again, I'm just, again, I understand I am a Grinch and I don't find most of these things interesting. But the whole like dropping the album thing and, oh, you know, it's like a joke now. Like, oh, if you lot didn't do this, you would have dropped the album. Like that, that's not fun to me. And like, I just think, oh, whatever. Like, you know, if it really is a thing where she just has it and she's not dropping it, I think that's a bit weird. Um, if she just, if, if she, I think if she spoke out less about it and stopped saying, oh yeah, I'm going to drop it soon. Or, oh yeah, it's done. Then I think people yeah. care less. But I think that whole kind of like, blue balls of the album it's just like yeah I don't really care to engage in that to be honest yeah yeah I kind of agree um kind of let's go forward before we go back to something something else but um I guess leading on from that given that it's been so long for Rihanna and so long for Frank Ocean so long for what was it for I mean Gambino between Awaken My Love and whatever the hell he called the last album (laughs) um do we I guess do we see a drop in quality if you release too frequently and then and then also i'd say on the spin side of that if you don't release enough do you kind of lack the the touch when it comes back to it or can you kind of come back after a long time away and in fact you know you haven't quite got it anymore um what do you think about that um okay so i've got attack the first one um, I think, again, I think for most people, dropping too often will lead to a drop in performance. And that's what, I think that's why when, and again, people don't bring this up because people just like to talk from the book of, you know, the holy book of Twitter. They don't actually get thought behind this. The reason why people call Freddie Gibbs a amazing rapper isn't because he's dropping like to pimp a butterfly every year. It's not that. It's that he's had a level of consistency and he's done it every fucking year, maybe sometimes twice a year. Yeah. That's what's so impressive, yeah. right? And so it's when artists do actually drop every year, multiple times a year, and it's like, oh, raw, like, you're not shit. Oh, you're not shit. Oh, I like this one. Oh, yeah, I really like this one. Oh, I like this one. If you do that, it's like, wow, like, who the hell could do this? You know, that's crazy. What a run. Um, but I, again, I think if you're someone like, who drops air often as shit? I'm trying to think. I probably just don't listen to them, do I? Probably like, okay, maybe like Young Fug, right? When Young Fug takes his time, right? And he drops stuff like Jeffrey and stuff like that. People are like, holy shit, this is crazy. Or like, I feel like sometimes they're just kind of like throwing darts. <laughs> like whichever one hits a bullseye or close to it, it's like, you know, for some reason that justifies everything else. This is the same thing people do with Drake. I, I For me, it makes no sense. But they have this idea of, oh, you know, he's just kind of like, 
you know, run an autopilot. But if he drops one great album in this whole time period, then it's all forgiven. It's like, okay, whatever. That's just mad hopium in it. Like, you know I mean? Whatever. Yeah. You live by that. In it. <clears throat> but like, I think this, people like Drake, I think everyone says, right? If you took some time out, maybe it would work. And people do say, okay, but tops, you know, it was three years between Scorpion and now, but he's still dropping music. I was going to say, yeah, he's releasing, ev- <laughs> he's released every year since. Mm. 2015 yeah yeah every year and he dropped twice that year every single year he's released a project yeah the guy just doesn't know how to fucking just take a break and the thing is he is one of those guys where it's like he's he's probably the most frustrating example of that because he's probably one of the people at the pinnacle of his genre right not who needs a break yeah who needs a break who could take the break more than anyone else in his genre more than anyone else in the world almost right you really could take a break and just decides not he's like nah fuck it and it really and it kind of like leads to like this lackluster run of albums that somehow people are trying to justify because he you know he has to cater to all these audiences and he has to go on tour and all this all this other bullshit yeah. do you know what I mean because how though, can you how can yeah. you develop your sound how can you yeah. necessarily develop as an artist and reflect and become a little bit objective about your path and your catalogue if you are releasing every single if you're making songs every single week yeah it doesn't make you're never going to change your sound you're not going to suddenly wake up you're like oh it's been five days since I've made this I've decided (laughs) actually I'm going to have a little change of personnel I want to work with Mm. this producer and I think I'm going to incorporate some elements of this this sound um, and I want to talk about this particular it's like, that's not going to happen if you don't yeah. give it some space. Like, that's why you need time yeah. away. <sighs> Damn. Yeah, yeah. it's frustrating. No, for sure. Um, it's, 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 it's like when people say, oh, yeah, you know, I just really want to see the world and all the stuff. And then they engage with the same, like, shit they do back home. Yeah. And it's like, where are we going on holiday this year? Fucking Dubai. Like, every year, <laughs> it's like, do you know what I mean? It's never <laughs> anything different because you don't want to give yourself a chance to do anything different. It's always just the same shit with the same people. But, um, yeah, no, for sure. Like, that one just makes no sense to me. Um, yeah, I think... Again, like I said, like I try to loop back again, like in summary, I think the people who do drop often and it happens to be adequate, those are the ones who are severely talented, like super talented because like, holy shit, because most people, you just run out of things to talk about as well yeah. in general. And some of them do, some of them definitely do. But if you kind of attack these things from multiple angles and you're interested, it's like, wow, like you really are like something special. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I um, think yeah. on the second question that I asked you about, okay, well then does dropping too infrequently for you as an artist... Um, ah, yes. Does that result in a lack of quality? I think I have a theory about this. I don't know whether it actually lands, but um, okay. say you're you're like a very singular artist in the sense that you you have a very specific vision for your music. You mm-hmm. do a lot of the work, and um, could that could be production, that could be like vision for the album, that could be like the arrangement of instruments or whatever. And you have a yeah, you have a very fixed team as well around you. Then I mm-hmm. think a, a couple of years more than two or three, as we're saying, two or three is average, maybe three, four or five years mm. break between albums. I don't think that will affect the quality as much because you're not going to be kind of influenced by those changing external factors because you have the vision and you're like, I know I'm only going to have two features on here mm-hmm. and I know the majority, the bulk of this album is me. Like mm-hmm. Leanne, Leanne Le Havis, right, for example, yeah, five years, yeah. perfect example. I mm-hmm. think Frank Ocean, I know it's been a long time, but I think he's again another example of that mm-hmm. barely any yeah, features yeah. doesn't really work mm-hmm. with many people in his music obviously doesn't feature in the meantime because he's so mm-hmm. focused on his own stuff and mm-hmm. then when they come back um they're not relying on the energy of 
the studio they're not relying on the energy of others to like bounce ideas off other artists and oh yeah yeah yeah. so then when they come back they're like cool right i'm ready i'm ready to make the music um that's my theory whereas if you're you're a heavily feature artist like uh drake or Mm -hmm. even i think i don't know whether this is a good example no this i was gonna i was gonna try and tie it into why why um Jay-Z's 2006, what was it, Kingdom Come <laughs> didn't work. Because he okay. took out three years and that was the most he'd yeah. ever taken out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he came back, it didn't really land. But then 444 mm-hmm. came along after a big break and that was amazing. So mm-hmm. that yeah. doesn't work. But Fair. if you're a feature artist and, you, and like I'm saying, you rely on like the energy of other people and all of that kind of stuff, taking a big break doesn't often work, I don't think. You know what? I fuck with that. I think I would agree because I think yeah, to, to tap on Jay Z as well. Jay Z's whole thing, like that, that was his whole thing, right? He dropped in every year yeah. in the nineties, early two thousands. And I think he did drop every year until he quote unquote retired, right? And I think if you look back, and I know people again because now it's cool to say Jay Z is the best of all time, you know. But um, if Jay Z took breaks between his albums, I am for sure believing his discography will be way stronger, right? Like I you think, think it's one hundred percent because I'm saying because the break didn't do good for him. I get that, but I think he was not. I don't. I think his whole business model was different then. I think before he was right. like, "I'm just going to be on the charts right. every year." Right? It was never. That's the thing. It was never a debate whether Jay Z could rap. It was never that. Like obviously, you see stuff like Reasonable Doubt, not as many features as his other albums as well. Stuff like Blueprint, not many features. Do you know what I mean? When he actually takes time out to actually focus on yeah. his pen, he drops amazing work every time. It's when he's doing that shit where it's like, you know, I got to get number one album every time i gotta have more than the beatles and then it's like fucking hell like if you if you had like even two years between albums his discography as maybe as great as people people think it is now it would be way better it would be way better i think he's weird one of those guys um but i 100 agree with you i think yeah, i never thought of it in that angle um i think a good example obviously not music related but i mean not hip-hop related but it's like adele right like i think adele like she never has any features right a lot of singers do that shit but whatever like they'll have no features um, and I get it. It does take a long time when you are, there's no one else to fill that space. No one else to kind of add another dimension yeah. to the story and stuff like that. So it's like, but one thing I will say though, have you ever gone to like genius and read the lyrics for like a singer's song? It's like fucking two paragraphs, bro. Like what? This took you five years to make. Like what the fuck? Like, you're saying way less shit than a rapper. And yeah. like, these rappers, like they're fucking rapping that like double, triple time. And it's like a whole fucking like, two page thing for per song and they do that every couple of years what, what's taking you five years to be like <clears throat> repeating a chorus for a song like <laughs> sorry that's the part I don't really fuck with like why does that take so long like why, why, why is that some sort of skill that we're just accepting that's the thing right but um, yeah I, I think on the whole though, I, on the whole I, do, I would agree like when you are just kind of sending your own story it is a lot it does take more time compared mm-hmm. to like you're bouncing ideas you're always in the studio with people things of that nature no for sure yeah um, but yeah, let's, let's loop back quickly. Um, and kind of, I think we started to touch on it. You mentioned obviously with the, with the singers, um, are there, I guess, are there different expectations for <coughs> rappers compared to R&B singers? Um, you know, Frank Ocean compared to Kendrick, mm-hmm. like you've kind of mentioned. And, and why would that be? Um, cause obviously Frank, mm-hmm. I was, I'll kind of start Frank Ocean being the example. People have just kind of accepted. They've respected the rollout. They trust the process, right? Like if we wait five years, it's because he's going to drop a fire album. Um, and I think I'll, I'll put in underground artists as well with that because on the flip side of Griselda, um, flip side of Boldy James and all those guys, there's car, right? <clears throat> where it's such, <laughs> yeah. such a unique cult following where 
people respect that it's him literally and when i say doing everything i mean doing everything produces it <laughs> writes it wraps it he advertises it himself he rolls it out he literally yeah. does the post packaging for the vinyls because yeah, he, he even tweets yeah. about it and says you stingy motherfuckers complaining about bent corners he was like yeah. i wrapped the shit myself yeah like, <laughs> yeah yeah I saw that. Um, <laughs> so yeah um but that was that was a bit of a side note um yeah but yeah, rappers definitely. I feel like there's there's pressure to to constantly, constantly release. Um, do you know what is? I think there is a difference, and I say this is one of the reasons. I think there must be, not there must be, but when I think about it, it feels like this is more than one reason than the one I'm giving right now. Mm-hmm. The one reason I would give is that because rap is quite competitive, and everyone's always obsessed with the fact of who is the best right now. So I think people literally think you know, if you don't drop every year or two how could you how could you even be involved in that conversation right yeah yeah so i think there's more pressure to be like oh you need to drop so we can call you the best and it's like okay that's a bit unreasonable like why do i need to be part of your little fucking game of who's the best like i mean like but i I do think there are there's a certain window where it's like okay if you don't drop within like three four five like can i say kendrick's the best right now no kendrick hasn't dropped in how fucking long but that doesn't mean kendrick isn't on the best generally of course he is but like if we're talking about who's if someone came to you, who's the best rappers right now i mean i, would, I wouldn't say kendrick i'd be like tired you know what do you mean by that though i mean because like when i say who's the best right now i'm looking within like the last <clears> two to three years but how's, yeah, how's that different from who's the best rapper generally? Do you no, mean this, of right now? No, I said who's the best right now. Like who's doing it? No, but how is that like, different oh. from a list of who's the best rappers generally who are around? Um, Because I think when people, I think more people focus on what you're saying. The latter was like, who is the best ever? And the more, just, the more you add to your discography, the more they can, they can either validate or invalidate whatever argument they have, right? Mm. So the more, like, for example, like, people always compare Kendrick's discography to Kanye's, right? Flawless. So I think some people are waiting for Kendrick <laughs> to have a shitter. So it's like, ah, see, there you go. See, Kanye's better than Kendrick mm. because Kendrick has one bad album and Kanye had none. It's like, I think people do that shit. I'd still say Kendrick right now because he's not, he hasn't retired. Like he, he's, he's on a feature. If he wanted to rap today, he would still be as good as he's ever been. Yeah. yeah of course we know that. Do you know what I mean? But I'm saying this, this, okay. this is what the fans think, right? Like I think people are saying people get caught up in that. I think that's the thing. But I'll say if, if I said who is really doing it right now, mm-hmm. I couldn't say Kendrick because he hasn't dropped anything. Not saying Kendrick won't do it when he drops, but like if we're talking about like people who have been around two, three years, that's a long time since he music and there's been no Kendrick. I, I can't mm. just be like. I mean, I'll give it to him out of respect, but he's a very stringent example, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to just throw everyone in who's just great. Like, I mean, you have to be kind of active. I mean, that's the same shit they did with like Lady Leisha and Nadia Rose and all that shit with the fucking Champions League thing. You do yeah. have to be kind of like active in some respect. Like, no one will be like, yeah. I mean, people say with Jay Z because he does a feature now and again, he says relevant. Kendrick was just gone. Like, Kendrick was just gone for the like, last three years or so. So, um. I think that is a big thing of why in terms of hip hop, people are just like, you need to drop, you, you want to be involved in that conversation, you've got to kind of stay going. It's kind of, it's kind of like football, right? Like, you know, how if Neymar is fucking, has a life, you know, a career ending injury and he's not playing and then someone else is playing football, for some reason, Neymar's just not one of the best to ever do it because, oh, I, I mean, he was playing whilst, you know, you couldn't play, like, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, people do that shit. So I think that's the thing. Whereas singers, I think there obviously there isn't that expectation, right? There's no expectation to be like 
the best singer, right? That's just not something people yeah. do. Um, people definitely, people, yeah, people think yeah, of I, it in such more, such less. What's the word? People have way more patience with it, yeah. for sure. Yeah, way more patience. With it. Like, oh, I need to take it in, or like, I think people associate like singers with heartbreak a lot. So it's like, oh, I need to like sit down and take it in. It's been so long, and then I think they can kind of go back to whatever fucked up situation shit they had, and like you know, project onto with the new album. Like, I think that's what people do. Um, it's a bit weird. I don't, I don't think it's fair, but that's just what it is. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't get why. Like, for example, and some of my favorite artists do this, right? Like, Erica Badu hasn't dropped in, like, 10 years. That Hello mixtape doesn't count. Uh, Sade, when was the last time she dropped? It's got to be, like, maybe more than 15 years. She's so retired, like, come on. No, she's still active. No, but as in, you know she's probably not going to release anything unless it's yeah, like a compilation. No. But no, but she always leaves a lot, a long time between um, albums. Like, um, Lovers, between Lovers Rock and Soldier of Love was 10 years. Mm. And it's been 10 years, I mean, 11 years since Soldier of Love. So you never, there's certain artists where that they're legacy artists. So maybe I'm being a bit of a prick there. But like, someone like Eric would do, she definitely hasn't retired. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, she just doesn't do it. Like, Jay Z hasn't retired. He's not going to drop soon. But obviously, Jay Z's on the rap side, isn't it? Um, singers, uh, like Scissor. Like, I think now people are getting a bit angsty about something because I think people thought the album was coming in it with yeah. a single rollout. Yeah. But if she didn't do that, I don't think people would be as fussed. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I think, think, I mean, yeah. yeah, your point what about, think? I think, yeah, your point about the combative nature of rap definitely holds true because, mm. like you say, you have such as, uh, like the, the peak of the rap mountain is so <laughs> small, like not many people can, can stand on it at once. Like as soon as you get up there, someone's right behind you dragging you off. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can have their like couple of weeks on the top. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely R and B. When you're not fi- when you're not like an R and B feature on a rap song, like when you're just releasing R and B songs, yeah, pe- people definitely consider them as um, something to be listened to in a certain setting, or like, oh, I'm really gonna take this one in. Like, people definitely think of rap as a, of R and B songs as deeper, so they probably give it more time. Yes. Um, <clears throat> even though, like you say, sometimes R and B songs are about a quarter of the words that a rap song is, <laughs> and rap songs can be very deep too. Um, and they have ghostwriters. Like, yeah. what, 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 what were you doing here? Whatever. Like, can you can you imagine if Adele came out with a ghost? It was ghostwriters. Yeah, someone ghostwrote "Hello, it's me." <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, you know what I mean, like, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's like almost every R and B single, almost every single, most of them have writers. I mean, that's why the ones who don't who write for themselves do get props. Like, obviously, like. Yeah, and I have this. Um, she writes more for most of her music. Frank Ocean, Childish Gambino, all that stuff. But it's just kind of like, come on, like, what is taking so long, mate? Like, what's going, what's going on? But um, yeah, I think, I think, um, I think it's just a, I think it's just a culture thing. It's just one of those ones you can't really explain. Like, people just do just have more time for singers. I think we just, yeah, it's like, yeah, I, 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 you know, you gotta take time out. Or I think there's this weird um assumption that like oh you know they need time to like go through relationships and get their heart broken again so they can like release another album it's like why is it always about relationship you guys like why can't you just take a day off like do you know what I mean um I think that's why a lot of people were surprised I mean here's a quite surprising example uh when Cleo Soul dropped Mother I think a lot of people my, myself included right were like oh shit it's only been a year since Rosalind yes Dark. I was not Great I was not expecting that do you know what I mean I was not expecting that at all do you know what I mean but then also she came back and it was banging. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a good album. It's a really good album. Um, all things considered in terms of 2021. So it's like, 
it's obviously possible to do this. I, I just think it's the thing where I think they know they can get away with it. Like, you know, they can tour off it and, you know, it gives them life. And yeah, I don't mm. know. It's, it's, just, it's just a more patient audience. Sort of yeah. Thing. You definitely get, yeah. like you're saying, you definitely clear his soul didn't need to do it, but you get a grace period, right? Between mm-hmm. if you're dropping something, like I think an uh, example you have is, um, is Tyler, right? Like mm-hmm. he's, he's been dropping quality albums very frequently like since flower boy then we had eagle two years later and then we have suddenly this year have call me if you get lost um and that's like he doesn't need to do it because he dropped such a quality project in eagle he had that um he had that period of time where Mm. people are like cool that's amazing like we're not expecting anything for a while so then he can go back and have that breathing room in the studio if he wants to at home or in the studio Mm-hmm. He used that time to be like, cool, there's no pressure now. Um, I'm going to go into the studio, like reinvigorated and however long it takes. If it's a year, amazing, I'll drop it. If it's five years, cool, I'll do that mm-hmm. as well. Um, but mm-hmm. I think having that, um, that like, uh, yeah, having the pressure taken off you by dropping a quality album allows you to probably sometimes go back and release even quicker. Yeah, 100%. No, for sure. I think, no, I think you're absolutely right because I think the same thing happened with uh, Kendrick, isn't it? Yeah. I think after T- T- Pippa Butterfly, I was very surprised when Dan was like right around the corner. It was like less than, mm. oh, just about two years after. I was like, wait, you just dropped one of the most like fucking, you know, A significant albums. albums in rap history. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, you're like, yeah, she's like, I'm back. Oh, fuck it, let's go again, boys. Like, what the hell? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, why are you doing that? Like, what? I just thought, and the thing is, yeah, like, Damn is not a bad album by any stretch of the imagination, but it was definitely rushed. And if, if you don't get that, then, yeah, you're just a pleb. Like, you can still be great and still, you know, be overrated. But, like, I feel like Damn was one of those ones where it was like, yeah, this was way too soon. Like, it definitely feels rushed. The concept feels a bit forced as well. It's like, okay, like, if you literally gave yourself another year, maybe we're talking about a whole different, you know, album, to be honest. So, yeah, I, 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 that one was, that quite kind of confused me. I think sometimes you get lucky, like Tyler. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, you know, um, it works out. But I, know, I think a lot of artists, when they really go for that one, it's like, mm. it's like oh, shit, okay. It just, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's a hit and miss right after that, what do you call it, magnum opus or whatever the fuck. So, yeah. yeah. And especially if you're like a, if you're an album artist, right? Like I think that an album artist being an artist who isn't really going to release many singles, they're not really going to feature a huge amount, then yeah, people give you a bit more grace period because they're like, well, they're working on an album, so let's let's leave them alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas if you're a Drake and you're releasing singles and freestyles with Rick Ross every other day, then yeah, people are, people are going to, learn to, to mm. expect more and then you get caught up in a habit of releasing music all the time um, that does yeah. that does <clears throat> tilt the shit out of me though when people do call artists singles artists when they do drop whole albums like that's not a good defense for your favorite or whatever like it's not like it's not like your favorite tracks are dead it's just blank and like the rest of us just like empty tracks like they are there are songs that we do have to critique you know what i mean but i don't get what you mean but yeah it's not if you call them like singles artists like yeah they mm. do drop albums so it's not like it's not like fucking millions where they actually are just dropping singles yeah like, no i mean, you know I mean? like in terms yeah. of album artists i mean someone who will release a couple of singles that are on the album they're not just going to release singles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, where should, where should we go from here? Um, um, 
I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Is it, I guess, is there a cutoff period? <laughs> where, where, like we are saying with Sade with these mm. other artists, like, is there, is six years too long? Is Stones, like, I don't know, D'Angelo literally retired and then came back, what is it, 15 years later after Voodoo yeah. with Black mm-hmm. Messiah? Um, I still think that is an incredible album, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I think. Uh, okay. I think if your cycles are more than four years, maybe even five, then I think at that point you have to be considered um, a legacy artist because like, again, it is just music guys. Like it's not, it's not, you know, you're not writing, you're not literally like one of the fucking disciples of Jesus writing the Bible. As apples. Like it doesn't take that long. Like, yeah. show me, like it should have taken you five years. Like they're not spending five years working on their art. I mean, some of them just don't give a fuck. So I think if you're in terms of, um, active artists, I for one will say, if you haven't been dropping for around five, like, especially if you're not doing features as well. Right. Um, I'd say, um, I think features kind of extend the shelf life of an album. Yeah. But if you're doing features in between them, but if you're not doing any features, you're not dropping any album, then I thought like maybe after like five years, can you, I don't think you can really be considered active. To be fair, unless I think either that or you're just, you're, you're moving into legacy mode. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I can, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, so um, I think, I think that's, that's not long for me, to be honest. Yeah. And I guess from there as well, we, we kind of talked about it with, you know, singles artists and album artists, like how, how long should it be before you release your first album, right? Like how many singles, how many little three to four track EPs can you get away with? Or should you be allowed <laughs> to get away with? Cause I, I'll, I'll go first. I personally think if there, if there aren't good reasons for it, I think mm-hmm. you're taking the piss. If you're <laughs> going more than anything three years and up, I mean, there's a debate to be had for two years, but anything three years and more, and you're still releasing singles on the regular. So we know there's not a problem with um with your inspiration or with your like creative process. Because I know music's coming out, but I know you haven't got an album. Like yeah. I would say anything more than three years. And it's yeah, becoming a bit you're so. becoming a bit of a joke then. Like And it, and it, I feel like it happens often as well, doesn't it? Like especially when you're hyping up the album and nothing comes, that's the worst part. That's how you know something is really bad in the ether. For example, The Big Day or Her's debut album or potentially Scissor's second album. Like, I feel like that's... Certified Loverboy. Yeah, Certified Loverboy. Like, when you keep hyping up this shit and there's delays and then it's a whole different name, it's a different album, <laughs> like, you know, whatever the fuck the Donda. fall off is. You know what I mean? The fall off might as well be yep. One Piece at this point. So, yeah, I mean, what the hell? Like, so, like, yeah, I think when it, when that happens and it's like, oh, it's a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I don't think uh, what something's gone really wrong here, for sure. No, yeah, I get you. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, does that kind of... Yeah, I think I think that right. So I think I had one question there. for you. Yeah, go on. But um, no, I think I think I think it's gone. I think it's it's just yeah, it's lost. It's lost now. All but, right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I tried to I tried to hit you with a surprise, but that fucking forgot about it. Didn't I? But um, no, I think <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. I think I think that's it. So I mean, yeah. What do you guys think? Like, you know, should artists shop frequently? Should artists? I mean, yeah, how long is too long? Like, you know, if your you know, if your favorite artist went disappears for like three years, are, are you okay with that? Is that fine? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And like, does um, it depend on also like, is it okay to release an album every year if you, you know, necessarily aren't wanting crazy good quality? You're not wanting a 
I like well thought out concept. You just want a collection of songs, a compilation album like her. Uh, if you, mm-hmm. I don't know, you're wanting just like hot tracks and a collection of mm-hmm. singles, right? So yeah, it depends on your criteria of what you want for an album. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, for sure. For like Tom sure. said, let us know. Uh, give us a tweet on uh, at TVC Pod on Twitter, Final Collective Pod on Instagram. Leave a comment in the comment section if you're listening on YouTube. Um, give us a review, obviously, on Apple Podcast. Um, make sure you click follow on all of our playlists on Spotify. Um, and you can obviously hit our email up as well, finalcollectivepod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, Good that man. was a mouthful. That was a, that was a lot of uh, places <laughs> you, you can get in touch you with. You got through it now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, as always, uh, we like to round out our episodes with the, uh, with the Now and Then playlist. Um you can obviously also find our Spotlight Series playlist on Spotify. Uh, we have a couple of other playlists. We made one Valentine's Day. You know, if you've got some plans this weekend, pop that on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the Now and Then playlist, we each choose a song that's been released in the last year or two. And then we pick a throwback as well. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit us off here. So my Now song is uh, exclusively the acoustic version. By Tiana Major, um, and then my okay, okay, okay. My then song is gonna be. <clears throat> it's gonna be Jay Z. It's gonna it's gonna actually be from uh, the album that we mentioned that didn't go down too well. Um, from uh, let me just get the name. Kingdom Come. Yes, from Kingdom Come. Uh, it is Minority Report. You know what? I'll say this on the record, <clears> right? I actually fuck with that album. I think that album got way too dunked on. Like <clears> when I when I got Q always add that that's his worst album. It's not, it's Blueprint 2. That's the right answer. Blueprint 2 is the worst album. But yeah, Kingdom Come is not that bad. It's got some baggers. Like Jeremy's got to show you what that, you got. Oh, the beat it's on got that. Hollywood. Yeah. Show me what you got is great. Yeah. Yeah, like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got um Kingdom Come, the actual song. Like it's got it's got some good songs. It's not obviously it's not a ten out of ten, but it's no it's by no means a shit album. So yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Um, okay, so my now song is um, "Blue World" by Blue, the one and only. Oh, holy shit! That, that, that album should be called Twenty Shades of Blue" because every song. What's with the song name? I mean, talk he, about he, it. He talk loves, about he it. He loves doing that. Isn't it? No man, anyway, he loves doing that shit in it. So, uh, no, I, I don't hate it. Um, and I think my then song, I think, is it? How recent is this? Probably not as recent. It's three years ago. Um, it's understood by Mick Jenkins. Mick Jenkins, sorry, from Pieces of a Man. So bang we, we need an official cut off. That's uh, you're really pushing it. Yeah, but, no, no, but we have a now and then. Twenty twenty two. I know that that place is just getting way out of hand. Did it? Like you, you can't stop it. And it's like yeah. the, it's like the. I think today, in but, fact, um, yeah. Let's let's put a uh, let's put a marker down today. This mm-hmm. these two song four songs that we just picked will be. The first four songs on now and then too, becoming becoming okay, to cool. uh, okay. Let's do that to Spotify near you. So um, yeah. Okay, cool. No worries. Okay, cool. You Start a new out. chapter. And yeah, and Hello with there. That, how can I be of service? See, this is what doing my fucking Google does that. I'm not even kind of out. Um, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> that concludes our episode. We'll be back next week to talk more music bullshit with you guys, and you'll be there to join us. We'll see you. See you then.